Welcome to episode 67 of the HSO Dynamics Matters podcast, your regular sonic dive into the world of Microsoft technology-related matters and much more besides. I'm your host, Michael Lonnon, and in this episode, I went wild down the aisles for an interview with Neil Duffy, Commercial and Services Director at the Retail Trust, a fantastic organisation doing lots of great work supporting retail workers with their mental, financial and social well-being. And we chatted about what they do and how technology enables them to deliver on their vision to create hope, health and happiness for everybody. So grab a brew, sit back, relax and enjoy the show. Tea or coffee? Coffee. How do you have your coffee? Latte. A latte? How many do you have a day? Oh, I probably I, I probably don't have even one a day. It might be two or three a week. Oh, it's, a, it's a treat. Very restrained. How do you how do you keep going? How do you keep your energy levels up? Oh, I'm, I'm a, I am a bit of a tea, Jenny, though. I, I probably have four or five cups of tea, but oh, yeah. um, coffee is the treat. Good man. Sweet or savoury? Unfortunately, it's sweet. Yeah, can't deny it. Save or spend? Spend. Yeah, there's always stuff. Always nice gadgets to have around the house or new sports kit or something like that. So there's always something to spend the money on. Shop online or shop in store? In store. You're a store man. Old fashioned guy. I um, when it's done well, I love the experience of shopping in store, the opportunity to ask for advice and opinion, try stuff on. But typical man, fairly in terms of uh, clothes, it's fairly easy know what I'm going for, normally find it in the first shop and then head home rather than what the girls do and try everything on. Try everything on, take 12 items in and take, if they're lucky, one out. But That's often right. none and they go to the next door. I don't do it. So, uh, so Neil, tell me about um, the retail trust that you work for and, and how it works with organisations like HSO. Yeah, good. Well, the, the Retail Trust is a benevolent charity. We're the oldest UK benevolent charity that's uh, connected to the retail industry. And this year in January was our 190th birthday. So wow. we were formed in 1832 with the owners and the heads of uh, what we now call retail traders and, and uh, drapers at the time, yeah. who recognised that they needed to do a better job to uh, look after their staff and that in return that could improve performance okay so our first chairman thomas helps proclaimed that um, the purpose was to promote the happiness and interests of those engaged in the trade that's a great vision yeah well it it, it and it, it, it's very very uncanny that it that is effectively our cause now we aim to create hope health and happiness for everybody that's in retail and that's connected to retail And whether that be frontline workers to senior leaders, whether you're at the start of your career, we look after their health and well-being because we recognise that that's the foundation that everybody needs to flourish in work and in life. So we put people at the heart of everything that we do. How does that translate into people working on the frontline in retail at the moment and how do they sort of engage with retail trust? We provide many uh, and varied uh, support functions from the opportunity just to uh, have a chat with somebody on our helpline. So we've got a 24-7, 365 helpline um, that uh, retail colleagues can contact us on. And irrelevant of whether your problem's big or small, sometimes it's good to have a chat and and share that problem. And our team there are trained to be able to uh, navigate on a path for those people as the best 
outcome to help them with whatever their problem is. So we look after people from a point of view of emotional support, physical support, um, advice and guidance and financial help. That's a um, fantastic sound and support network for people um, that perhaps feel isolated in those in the roles that they're often in. Yeah, no, absolutely. And, and, and naturally, I think what you will connect with is that um, a lot of people have problems, have things on their mind, which effectively um, has an impact on their performance. But there might not be somebody at work that they're comfortable, they don't want to talk to their line manager about their problems, what stuff that might be going on at home or with regard to money worries that they might have. Um, so we act as an independent uh, place uh, where they can contact us confidentially. And um, uh, so we work effectively on behalf of the retailers to support their people, which um, helps their performance or in some cases helps get them back to work um, if they, they might have been off in long term absence. Win win. So yep. how does the Retail Trust work with organisations like HSO? Well, HSO are connected with us because over the years, Nicola, Hannay and David Little have been generously sponsoring some of our events that we've run for fundraising, whether those be uh, dinners or sporting events like golf days, uh, which has been fabulous. And over the years, you have uh, provided us advice in terms of the direction that we're traveling with our digital transformation and data transformation. And you've done some pro bono work for us at times to, to help us and move us forward. So two, two questions that will come out of that. The first one is more general. So you're obviously in retail deeply. Um, can you tell me a little bit about some of the trends that you're seeing in the industry today? Yeah, sure. Uh, I mean, I think what we're, we are seeing, obviously, we're coming out of the pandemic, uh, uh, the COVID. Things are, in some respects, getting back to normal. But we are, we are seeing that people's well-being is becoming a bigger issue and is critical for some people. So although we are now out of the pandemic, officially, I think, 90% of uh, line managers are saying that their uh, staff are seeing an increase in their mental health issues, that their teams are uh, teams are facing and that's that's a big challenge and unfortunately a large proportion of those managers are also saying that they're feeling the burden um, of looking after their so staff. One, one set you of know? issues is exasperating another set of issues further on up in the business. That's right yeah. Okay. yeah. And, you, and, and the retail trust is there to support them through well, yes, the I trials mean, they might be going through. No, you're absolutely right. So we can support them and guide them through that. And, and that might be with some short term counselling, which we can do face to face or, or digitally now, that type of thing. Or it may be if it's financial, it may be about working out a bespoke plan, depending on everybody's individual um, needs and, um, and issues. Okay, so we're almost seeing you're saying we're saying we're almost seeing like a second wave of issues coming out of COVID, which obviously there were a lot of issues anyway. Uh, but we're seeing a second wave of it, which is impacting straight through uh, into the the organisation themselves. How does technology, or how can technology, or how have you seen technology help the retail trust support individuals and organisations through that kind of second wave, or even the first wave? Well, of COVID? Well, yeah, over the last couple of years, we have um, moved at quite some pace to raise awareness of the organisation and the work and the help that we can provide, but also at um, changing the way that our the perception that, that colleagues in the, in the industry have about us, that we are, are and were only there when something very seriously had gone wrong 
and effectively people might be on their knees and, and needing some some urgent care. And we have tried to change that perception and we've worked very hard at this to become more preventative and to provide more help and advice to people at earlier stage. Uh, we're seeing now a trend that people are more keen to investigate how they're feeling themselves. So digital assets have become more and more important. We have a, an online well-being platform built into our website that uh, all of the members, organisations that we work with, all of their staff can get help, advice, professional top tips, etc. And they can visit that and, and that's free of charge to them. Brilliant. And the, the, the asset is, is really valuable in that irrelevant there's so many, so much content on there, um, over uh, 150 different topics, hundreds and hundreds of different articles, but you can get to them quickly and you can trust the information that's there. Because one of the things that we dread is effectively people will will Google. and Dr. Google, yes. Yeah, Dr. Google. And you cannot trust everything that you read um, that's out there on, on the internet. So we have um, we have gone through, all of our content has been uh, checked by our clinical experts, et cetera. And while we've used a combination of internal and external uh, content, uh, as I say, everything's trusted. Has it become so centralised, this information? Is it all kind of a central policy, making it easier for people to access all this uh, yeah, ab absolutely. There's a simple uh, library, effectively, that you can, with uh, simple drop-down menus, so you can get to the subjects which are really at the heart of your concerns and worries quickly and easily. They can place their, their own tags on articles so that uh, whatever the topic is that they're interested in most, the next time they visit it, that's the topic that comes straight away to the front of the uh, of the website. Oh, brilliant. So there's some intelligence behind it as well, or, yeah. or lasting intelligence after your initial engagements. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, of course, we regularly and constantly point to our helpline if they would like or, or prefer to talk to somebody or, you know, having read and uh, investigated themselves, needing a little bit of extra extra care. Okay. And how important has technology been in, in aiding assisting communication, making it easier to engage with uh, people coming through? I guess like many organisations, especially when COVID hit us, we had to rethink many of our support services. And short-term counselling is one great example, which historically had been done on a face-to-face -face basis. The advantage was that wherever you lived in the country, we have a network of associated counsellors who can support people and could see people. Now, obviously, during COVID, that wasn't possible, but the need for help was was growing. So we were effectively able to use Microsoft Teams and, and do these uh, counselling sessions via Teams or telephone. And that's proved really popular. It's, it's helped people. It's avoided the need for them to travel, to go and see a counsellor. But it's uh, it's effectively streamlined the whole process. And good news for the charity, from our point of view, it's cheaper to deliver that uh, same support in that digital format than it was Excellent. from a face to face yes, point of view. That's really good to hear, Neil. 190 years, the vision of the Retail Trust has been to create hope, health and happiness 
but challenges such as the pandemic has made this harder. In fact, it has created new problems, management themselves suffering with their own mental well-being, while under the weight of increasing support for the well-being of others, struggling back from the isolation of lockdown. Technology has helped the retail trust. It's enabled their staff to expand reach and increase connection with those individuals who may otherwise not have the chance to travel and meet face to face. As a result, more people are being supported than ever before. It's a great news story for the value of technology and communication for a wider social benefit. Thanks for listening. And until next time, take care of yourselves.